0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Finding Dory, directed by Andrew Stanton and Angus MacLean, and released in 2016. The plot of Finding Dory goes something like this. The friendly but forgetful Blue Tang Fish tries to find her parents after years of separation. And I'll quickly sound the spoiler warning here. Finding Dory is still in cinemas, so if you haven't seen it and you're planning on it, on doing so, maybe come back to this podcast after you have
1: yeah, so we saw Finding Dory last night. It is um, the sequel, to obviously, to Finding Nemo. It is very pretty. Um, it is very sweet. But I feel like there was a distinct lack of actual threat that made it not as good as the original. Hmm. Like, I, I feel like the original had genuine threat to the fishies' lives. Yeah. And this one never really felt that way. It no. It never felt like there was a real kind of... Like that, that they, they didn't have that level of threat to them. Yeah, you um,
0: genuinely felt. Um, you, it still it goes back again to Marlon's anxiety and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. And 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 part of his lesson in this one is learning to you know let go a little and sh- take a few risks. But you're you're right, Marlon's anxiety in the last one was you know there were actual sharks after them or actual jellyfish who could sting them and cause them damage. Like, yeah, they were they could die. They could have died. And this one, I never felt like they were going to. No, there's one scene where Dory thinks her parents have died, and I thought that was quite emotionally affecting and but done it's not well
1: a scene of threat. That's no. a scene that is an emotional scene. Yeah, but I was looking for something where I felt scared for the characters, mm. and I never felt scared for the characters in this one. You know, it just felt kind of nice and easy. Mm. It was a little bit too easy, I think. Yeah, I thought they did. I
0: thought it it, it did keep escalating. Like I think. You, you kept getting to a point of, like, they, they kept, you know, the characters kept thinking they'd figured things out and then they kept throwing more and more obstacles in their way. I thought in that sense it was okay. But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from with the stakes problem.
1: Yeah. And there's, like, there's other things. Like, once you, uh, the, the majority of the film takes place in this, like, Sea World like but nice resort. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, there's this weird thing where Dory figures out where she needs to go fairly early on. And then they spend a lot of time not going there.
0: Yeah. and it's Yeah, because they get – well, the difficult journey of the last one was like they had to travel down the Australian coast. They had to travel from the Great Barrier Reef to Sydney and that's the whole story is them doing that. In this one, they cross the Pacific Ocean from the Great Barrier Reef to California and it's like – In a matter of seconds. Yeah, and it's just – they just get on the turtles and go. Like there's no – that's not at all difficult. Mm. Like that's hard enough on a plane.
1: yeah. They just sort of skip that, yeah.
0: And then suddenly you're in the Oceanarium Institute and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I had well, the Sigourney a Sigourney yeah. Weaver stuff was
1: hilarious. Yeah, totally well, worth it. Uh,
0: yes, and and it's a Pixar movie, so I I continued to have fun. They continued to be adorable, and they, it still had those moments of emotion and and really, um, good stuff. Some good lessons in there. Um, so a little bit about Marlon's anxiety, which I was talking about before about learning to to take more risks and all that kind of stuff. But I also thought there's a nice little subtext of dory's disability and how um she's using like instead of framing it as dory has this disability that where she can't remember things they're framing it as what would dory do dory looks at things in a different way and i thought
1: that was a good message yeah i didn't think that was subtext so much as the main theme of the movie (laughs) but yes um the, the main theme of the movie is dory gaining some independence um instead of being dependent on others all the time yeah but also like You know, having help from her friends, but also finding some independence within that. Yeah. Um. And it was very much about disability. And that was what I was going to mention is that I think the theme of this movie is great. Mm. I think having Dory as the central character is great because it forces you to really kind of emotionally connect to someone who is... Um, quite different, and thinks about things differently, Mm. and can be frustrating sometimes. And you know that bit where she's repeating the teacher at the beginning, and you're just like, "Oh my god, please stop!" Yeah, but that's part of like, you know, that's That's how she does things, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is really interesting,
0: and that bit Um, was my favorite bit. And so, because I connected to that, I kind of I'm willing to forgive it some other sins.
1: Yeah, it's 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 got. I think it's got a lot of uh under a, a lot of um characters with basically all of the characters with mental health things going on. Yeah, everyone, that's kind of what the theme is, yeah. I think. And of course Nemo has always had a disability
0: with his his little fin. Um yeah, and and then yes, everyone's different mental health issues. And you've issues.
1: got Destiny who is the short-sighted. Yeah. Um so various disabilities, I suppose. Yeah. Um there's Dory who's short-sighted, you've got Hank who has a lot of like Oh, anxiety! He's missing, he's
0: missing a, a tentacle.
1: He's missing a tentacle, but he's also really afraid of a lot yep. of things, and he yep. uses that to justify his behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, yep. there's the echolocation character who's like, "I lost my echolocation," mm. and his, um, and you know, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but it seems to be a psychosomatic symptom, because, right? Yeah, but then they also carers, can't find anything wrong make fun of Gerald, which I think is so strange in this movie the Gerald character, like it's a funny gag, but also it's clearly making fun of a character and, and the Becky one as well. Yeah, it's, it's So like this is all about, you know, different disabilities and Becky comes good in the end, but Gerald kind of just says a joke. Yeah. There's the sea lion on the, the, on the rock that they yeah. kick off the rock and it just seems like the other two, um Idris Elba and Dominic West, sea lions are mean.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's that sort of, play that's that playground thing of like bullies on the playground and that's but there. they're
1: supposed to be like kind of comic relief. Comic relief good guy characters. And that's the thing is the comic relief characters in the first movie were often still scary. Mm. Um like the, the sharks yep. were very funny and scary. Yeah. Um and but this movie didn't really have that. Like no. the sea lions could have been that, but they were more like um the pelican mm. the Jeff Jeffrey Rush Pelican. Yeah, there was never gonna Yeah. No. Also um those fish from the first this is a huge spoiler for the very end of the credits guys but the the fish fish from the first the fish mm. tank in the first movie show up at this Californian institute f- again from Sydney yeah ha- did they swim across the whole ocean in those dirty bags yeah it looks, looks so like they crazy. did right and, and so two like two groups of fish
0: have made this huge migration from Australia to California I mean, yeah.
1: also, also, there's a lot of things where they really stretch the limits of, uh, the life, the life, um, expectancy of fish. <laughs> well, and also the
0: fish's ability to survive, like the truck that flips over at the end. Oh, yeah, they don't, they're all, good. yeah, they wouldn't have survived that. Well, just, just the, the, the driving yeah. before that. And the trauma decide. to the fish. And yeah, um, they, they would not have survived that. But yeah, it's like, well, the first one was, is immaculately researched. Like they did heaps and heaps of research into, what the fish look like, where they would be, how far they would be able to swim, how the currents worked, all that kind of stuff. And because we don't see how these tiny, tiny fish who live off in one part of the world basically cross half the world. We
1: do. They just go straight through a go, current.
0: Yeah, but they yeah, they get on a turtle right. So we don't really like there's no that doesn't feel like it's backed up by research the way the first one was. Like the first one,
1: you felt like somebody had thought the whole problem through. But but those turtles had, I think I from the first movie had come from California, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's why they that had they the had, accents. Yeah. yeah, they said that they had come over on the current from California. Right. So so obviously there is a bit of research there. I, I feel like that's that's why they were the surfers from the first one is because they were like, we're from California, we cross the ocean all the time kind of a thing. Yeah, right. Of and so for this movie, they were like, well, that's convenient. Let's just do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not quite as, uh, it just doesn't, I also, one of the things that really frustrated me about this movie was the constant flashback structure that made made it feel like lost, Mm -hmm. um, by the like 60th flashback, I was like, Oh my God, let's just stay in the present, please. Mm -hmm. I was so sick of it. And like little Dory is cute, but it's the same message over and over again in the little Dory flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, I, I just was sick of that by the time. I felt like padding. Yeah,
0: she was very cute. Um, I, and I just like every time she peed on screen, apparently I went, <gasps> um, because she was so adorable. But I think, see, to me, she was every time we flashback, I it kind of got her learning a little bit more, like remembering more,
1: but it's figuring a 30 second out. scene or minute long scene each time that has the same message as all the other ones. My parents were great. That's like, it. it's just you know whenever yeah. it's convenient that they need something they'll just flash back to that the, when they need i to thought relieve it was much better tension. when she finally got there and and you could see the ghosts of the other ones around her mm. than to constantly be flashing back i just thought that was too much yeah i
0: yeah i wonder if they're trying to make sure that the the smaller audience members get it but
1: yeah. maybe but i i still felt like it was we were just being hammered over the head with Mm. this over and over again. It felt to me like they were just getting their money's worth out of the voice actors playing her parents. Yeah. Um like it it was yeah. just it was a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's so much there's so many interesting things to explore in this world and it's so beautifully rendered and so much fun a lot of the time. Yeah. Like Hank and Dory doing their like espionage stuff oh, made God. me really, really happy. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. So, whenever it kind of broke that, like, the build of the story in order to flash back, it just kind of, for me, it was a jolt back out of the story right. And you also
0: already got to do the simultaneous timelines of where Dory is and where Marlon and, and um, Nemo are as well. Yeah. So, you're already crisscrossing those timelines. So, then you're bringing in this third one of baby Dory.
1: Yeah. And the, and the baby Dory thing, because it, it felt stuck while everything else was moving really fast. Mm-hmm. That felt stuck.
0: And they were moving really fast. Like as a, as a little kid, like I can imagine it would take a few viewings for say a five year old or a six year old to keep up with all those storylines. Right.
1: So yeah, I just felt like it was a bit. And that the other one, you know, Nemo's making his friends in the tank while dad's coming to yeah. find him. But I also felt like those were better characters for well, the most they, part. They, and
0: they were amazing. Those characters with Alice and Janney and Willem Dafoe and all those guys. That was a. And Bubbles. And Bubbles. Yeah, they, that storyline was really good. But it also. It provided relief from the scary storyline happening out in the yeah. ocean, and and it was quite balanced. So you'd, you'd get a bit of that and a bit of that, and then they'd, they'd have something fun happen out in the ocean, and something scary would happen in the tank, and you know. But it was always it was quite balanced. Whereas both Dory and Marlin and Nemo have got quite high action, scary stories going but on. But they're at not sometimes. scary. They're well,
1: just they fast. Th- Yeah, well, there's a
0: lot going on. I'm I'm trying to think of this from the perspective of, like, say, a six-year-old or seven-year-old watching it.
1: I don't think it would have been that scary to a six- or seven-year-old watching it. I think the only people who got scared in this movie was that tiny baby who cried as soon as the movie started. Yeah, and that's not related to the movie. No, I don't Um, think it was. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think this uh, was scary. There's
0: a lot of action going on. There was no – it it doesn't you're kind of doing two very action-packed scenes. There's no kind of
1: yeah. rest in between
0: them. And I and feel I think like they use those Dory scenes for that.
1: Right. But that, do, but the, the problem was that that didn't feel like respite because it was flashback. So it just felt like it was like the, the story getting stuck on something and having to move past it for me. Yeah. Um, if it was in the same timeline as them, then it would have been different. But it's not. It's it's this kind of – it is a very sa- kind of safe thing Yeah, for her to remember. But it, it just got frustrating to me It just over and over again that we had to go back to this. And I was like, can we just get on with the story? Yeah, Whereas which the, is... the Nemo storyline was furthering – like he was trying to escape. He was having some um agency in the story and it was still moving the fo- story forward even mm-hmm. though it was respite, right? Right. But the Dory ba- flashbacks are stuck in the past.
0: Is there an aspect though that it could be like Dory – Like it's a bit like being around Dory. It's incredibly frustrating because you have to keep going over the same things again and again. Maybe and it's like you're learning to overcome that. (laughs) But but that's the whole point of the movie is learning to overcome that frustration, letting her work it out in her own way.
1: It's a movie, not supposed to be frustrating the audience. (laughs) Like that's all fine, but you don't make a movie that frustrates people to learn what it's like to be frustrated and to cope with that. You, that's not. Well, to learn frustrating movie making like there's a point that her behaviors are different because she is a different person. I just don't I just think that was not good filmmaking. Okay. Rather than like I don't yeah, because I was frustrated with it, but because it was always going backwards. Um Mm. and everything else was always going forwards. And it just it felt like this kind of it took me out of the movie every time it happened. In order to deliver a, the same message about her parents that I'd already learned yeah. three times, and four you times, learned, five
0: times. we learned it before the at the very opening of the movie because there's like a right a, quite a quick speed up to the you got a, quite a quick speed up for, of Dory's life up until the point where she meets Marlon. and then we skip over that obviously because you've seen the movie, and then we yeah go back into it, and it, it did get a bit I did get a bit bored of that I have to say I, to I feel like
1: three good flashbacks mm-hmm. one at the beginning of the movie and then one to teach her about the shells mm-hmm. and then one where she successfully gets the shell follows the shell's home yeah three good flashbacks and then that one where she um the the where, where she gets lost yep. um that that one because that was a really important part of it right mm-hmm. so four good flashbacks that's fine there were at least three or four more where yep. it's like she discovers what shells are i like shells i like sand i like my parents we have one, my one about the purple nice shell yeah like, all of that is just, it's so much. <laughs> mm. um, and and also, the, uh, there's something very frustrating about the hetero fish couples in this movie. Just oh, such a weird, specific d- no, no, thing you're to be right, annoyed with. Two separate hetero fish couples. Yeah. And both of them have, like, a concerned but slightly naggy wife and a jokey, unconcerned husband mm. or Partner or like whatever, yeah. And the 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 what the wife in both of them says, "You're not helping" to the husband, and you're like, "That is the trope yeah. you guys want."
0: Yeah. In both cases, the wife is like wants to be the nurturer. Oh yes, let's help this poor little fish, and the husband has to be reluctantly dragged into it. It's it's a very old-fashioned and boring trope
1: and such a weird specific trope to use twice in mm. the same movie especially since Dory's parents are pretty much that trope as well mm-hmm. like dad's a lot more caring but he's still kind of jokey and funny and Mum's the really nurturing one yeah it's it's very very heavily tropified mm. um in that way yeah it's a very strange thing to see over and over again yeah. it makes me really hope that that one human couple that we saw were, were were lesbians so that at least there's some break to that yeah
0: and there's um and it's kind of, it goes against the vibe of the first film was um, a male dad who is really concerned about yeah. his offspring and is incredibly nurturing, incredibly caring, incredibly over in parenting, pairing up with a slightly irresponsible female fish to kind of do that job and he needs her to help him along. Like,
1: you know, she was she's fun. Not irresponsible. She's just, she's just sort of less. Yeah. She's uh, a bit more whimsical and all that
0: kind of thing. Yeah. She like, she's, you know, fun dad.
1: You know yeah, exactly. the the
0: the stereotype of fun dad, and he is like the stereotype of mum, the cop. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's an interesting turn up of tropes. Whereas this one, yeah, twice we see the same trope come out for no really good reason. Like again, we see Dory like swim with other fish and not get help multiple times, but we see and and that happens too many.
1: I kind of feel like this movie didn't have enough plot to sustain its ru- its short runtime, uh-huh. and we had a lot of padding.
0: Yeah, that sounds,
1: that sounds about right because it was short too. It was yeah. only an hour and a half. But there were things that, like, that that scene after she finds out about her parents, I thought was more effective than the scene where she finds out. I that didn't was quite, I didn't like the bit, fake shaky cam. No,
0: the best bit of the whole film is when she ba- gets out into the sea and it's all kind of grey and dark and she, you can tell she's really confused, but it's quite still.
1: Yeah. That, I think, and it was goes on really for while, well done. Like almost long enough to be uncomfortable. Mm. But that, that was like, good filmmaking trying to make you uncomfortable and identify mm. with the character, right? So that was like… That, that's my favourite bit of the whole film. This, We're all in this with her and we're getting more and more tense and she's like still freaking out. There's nothing around that she can latch on to. Um, it's, it's just this huge world and she's this tiny fish and it's just baffling yeah. to her. Uh, but it, it that also, was my favourite yeah, part of the whole film Yeah, it,
0: and, and it, it very well captures that kind of… That and Hank, I like um, that. That feeling when you first are told that somebody has died at, or you've some kind of event happens that it causes you to go into grief. That initial shock yeah. of where everything goes quiet and fuzzy and still. And you kind of, you can remember every little detail and, but also everything is, seems like heightened and weird. Mm. And you can't quite figure out how to move your mouth or tr- swim anywhere. Yeah and that I thought that captured that perfectly but yeah that's probably the highlight of the whole film.
1: Yeah exactly. I think I do think that that was I I think that uh her finding her parents after that was actually kind of a cop out.
0: <laughs> well I yeah, I was kind of hoping they'd be dead like there there's an interesting story in there but I I know they Pixar like they're not going to do quite that far go quite that far but
1: no I I, mean, I I did feel like that was a cop out though after such an interesting emotional mm, moment yeah and it's not like Pixar shines away realizes, from that stuff she realizes that you know Marlon and, and Nemo are her family now and yeah. she has these good memories of her parents now and so she can move on Yeah, there's no reason why her parents had to be alive except no. to make that that happy ending, but the happy ending could still be just her reuniting with Marlon and Nemo after having well, lost
0: them. Well the, the, it's almost a happier ending, realize that she had that she had a family all along. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like there, there's a sadness there. But part of what Pixar's to me, part of Pixar's mission is taking kids through those difficult emotions and yeah. working through that stuff. And that's why parents so often die in kids' movies is because that's that's what they're for. They're for teaching kids to work through those difficult emotions in a safe sort of contained environment. It's mm. not your parents who are dying. It's the parents on the screen. So you, you've you got a frame of reference for that, but also you can get out of it safely. It's that catharsis um, yeah. thing.
1: Um, but then she wouldn't achieve her mission of the movie, I suppose. Yeah. Although she did find them technically. Right. And she could have, you know. I just them. felt like uh, – but the thing is you knew when they said, oh, we all know what it means when – um, fish don't come back from quarantine. We're like, yes, it means that they, they went were to set free, or they were or set they free. Went to, yeah, yeah, it's one of those two things, right? They get tagged and set back, sent back once they're right. healthy. And Dory or they... has,
0: and not just Dory, Dory and um Marlon and Nemo will learn this. Yes, especially Dory, because Dory's been to quarantine and she's been into the yeah, thing but Dory she will can... forget, but yeah. Marlin, Nemo Marlin won't. won't. Yeah. So there's or, no reason. Nor will um Hank. Hank, um who who is in fact desperately trying to get into quarantine so he can go to Cleveland.
1: Yes, and and not just Hank is dead. Like they also like the the release part of it has been something that they've already learnt. Yes, and <laughs> so they say it over and over again. They say it over and over again, right? So there's no reason why Marlin and Nemo won't go. Oh, they were probably released. Yeah, that's probably what happened to them. They got to the release part of this, the m- mission of this place. Um, yeah, it would be lovely if a place like that institute existed in real life. That seemed like a very nice place. Yeah it did
0: i mean i'm sure there are similar kinds of places it, it seemed to have a conservation and like um you know fish first ethos i did like know.
1: that the humans in this one weren't just evil like the little girl yeah. in the first one and the yeah. dentists they, yeah. they were just kind of nice people who were trying their best to help fish well, and didn't realize that they were messing yeah with and they and fish. the children
0: um who in the poking pond
1: yeah yeah they were just
0: kind of curious
1: they yeah i don't they were just kind of but they also weren't like Characters, they were just no. a threat. It was just,
0: oh, no, it's just a way of it's it, that's just that, that perspective shift of what you look like to a creature who's yeah. much smaller and more vulnerable than you. Yeah, be gentle. Yeah,
1: um,
0: again, important for a movie aimed at toddlers and preschoolers. Yes. And,
1: and I do, I mean, I, I just think that if, if her parents had actually died, that would be a more interesting threat. Um, and there was stakes, a while too. when I thought that Hank might be a bad guy, yeah, but yeah. I was kind of interested in that. But he wasn't, and there aren't any bad guys. It's just, like, this kind of utopian film. And you're like, can we have something that's a little bit more, like, a little bit more threatening? It was just non-threatening to the max to me
0: yeah well i mean yeah there's no there's no danger in being if in her going into the institute it's not like when you know it's not like when nemo gets caught at the dent with the you know the dentist who's kind of evil towards his fish it's like in the, well, if you go, not the little girl the little girl yeah if you go into the institute like that's you know that's pretty nice decent life like if even if you get stuck there
1: forever it's a pretty decent life for a fish yeah um what was i going to say about the Oh, that's right. The the you know the squid thing that catches them. Even that didn't seem scary. Like it was only a couple minutes of the film for mm. one thing. But also, there's this bit where the the um it it catches Nemo in its tentacle and it tries to bite it with its little him with its little beak thing and it can't. Mm. And it made me laugh so hard <laughs> with its tiny little like like futile little snaps. yes yeah. <laughs> made me laugh really really hard. And I don't such... think that was the point of that. No, scene. that is such
0: a thing you would laugh at. It's so true. It's right up there with there's a leak in the boat.
1: Yes, that sort of thing, where it's just like these little, like, snap, snap, Yeah, that that snap, sort of absurd stuff. it, can't get it. <laughs> stuff, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the T-Rex
0: in, um... Yes, I have a me? big
1: head and little arms. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, those kinds of jokes yeah. really make me laugh really hard. And yeah. that, that made me laugh for, like, a good few seconds during the most it did. tense scene in the movie. I was just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, come on, somebody who was making it had to think that yeah, as no, well. I'm they sure clearly they made that, like, to do the little snaps yeah. to be funny. Yeah. As well as being scary. But,
0: again, just, all it does is show up the stakes problem that you mentioned yeah. before.
1: Um. And it looked so pretty, too. That particular squid thing, like, mm. man, it would have been great to see that some more because it looked cool. Mm. There were, I mean, this film was just gorgeous. It was so pretty mm. um, that I would have really liked to see them, like, push that. Mm. That that reveal of the open world exhibit in the tank, <gasps> God, that's gorgeous. Yeah, Yeah. That's just beautiful, you know there's so many things in this movie that are really really stunningly pretty mm. um and it works really nicely because then you've got like ugly things like Hank and stuff like that that mm. that kind of p- you can play off that yeah um and and the you know the world of the ocean has got some really ugly things and some really beautiful things and it's really fun and yeah, yeah. vibrant and and the o- under the ocean stuff is still like there was this whole bit at the credits where you could see that they were doing that screensaver thing again the, yeah because there's just so many beautifully rendered. You know, scenes. Oh, you've just
0: reminded me of the really atonal credits oh, song. Oh yeah, the song. <laughs> it it breaks into. Uh, so Dory has the final line about, uh, you know, you're unforgettable. But no, the the, the view. view is unforgettable from the drop off, and then we break into the song Unforgettable. But it's sung in like. Well, it sounds like we walked into the end of a James Bond film. Yeah, it's done by Sia, and it is not. Tonally correct at all. The first one finishes with this lovely cover of Beyond the Sea done by Robbie Williams, like sort of light lounge jazz type music. Mm. And I know that sounds it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it works really nicely because it's kind it of does. light, especially over and, the top
1: of the stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, of, of
0: pretty pictures of the reef and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it really didn't work. It really felt off. Made it feel, you feel off. And we've got, of course, a post-credit sequence in this one. So people are staying to watch it as well. Mm. So you've got to sit through this kind of weirdly atonal but credit also, sequence. Also, it was such
1: good visuals with watching like, um, Hank in different environments mm. and you had to try and spot him and then he'd come out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was that really fun. That's a good little game that one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That was really great. Those were great yeah. credits. With that song, it just didn't. didn't it, sit it, right. Well,
0: cause, cause I spent, so I spent like at least a frame or so going huh what's going on here before i actually started playing the game to spot hank yeah i did like also the um there's a short before it and it's a big step up from some of the shorts we've seen from pixar oh
1: good it was a good short it i really liked it was actually
0: that. really well done it was about a little baby um piper sandpiper piper. sandpiper yeah that was really good no no dialogue at all but perfectly done
1: yes um, and, and that and was a good it was theme a good appropriate yes that's what i was going to say it was a good pair with this movie because it was um about a little uh piper learning to overcome its fears along with some help from friends yeah and and be able to find its own food and gain some independence. It was perfectly yeah, paired with just this movie. Absolutely it right. It looked amazing. My goodness it looked Oh good.
0: and that little fluffy piper, like the first time when she'd been under the waves <laughs> so and she was just like <laughs> it was that was probably my favourite part. And I I normally I've lately I've been getting to the short at the beginning of a Pixar movie going, Oh dear, what are we gonna get this time? And this was like amazing.
1: No, that was, it. that was, and yeah, the shorts that I've been really sick of these, like, um, anthropomorphized male and female love object stories, shorts, yeah. love stories, but they're almost mm. always objects. Yeah. Like, a, and, and like, the
0: umbrella, the, people got volcano. so pissed off
1: about the volcano one when people were complaining that it's like this kind of fat, schlubby dude volcano and this gorgeous, yeah. um, girl voca- volcano. And they're like, Oh, it's based on real people. And you're like, Okay, so do it before the 60 other shorts we've had to sit through that are basically that same thing, mm. right? Like, it's not just that this one short pic- from Pixar was about that. It's that we've seen that from Pixar a bunch of times. And now they're doing with the added bonus of like the different expectations of men and women. Yeah. Um, but even the other ones have different expectations because the dude is always like the main character and, um, and people really love that paper planes one. But I was like, yes, but that's after the umbrellas one and the, mm. the like, there's been so many of those and even that dog one. Um, stuffed was about yeah. getting his owner back together with his girlfriend. Yeah, You're yeah. Just like uh, th- we're s- so sick of that. Yeah. So I and, was so pleased to see this one. Yeah, and the little the little bird. You don't know what gender that is. It could no, be anything. It's, no, it's just a bird. You know exactly.
0: Um, yeah. I think the last one before the good dinosaur was a uh, one about Hindu gods, and that was they were trying for something different there as well. Yeah, but they had. I didn't like that one as much though. I
1: I, I, really, I wasn't quite
0: understand what's going on in it. I
1: did really like it, but. I, I had the same problem that it's very, like, guy-centric.
0: Yes. Guy it was about a
1: little boy and his dad and their and, rituals. And the, yeah. and the the superheroes that he created out yeah. of the Hindu gods were, like, two guys and a girl. Yeah. Um, and the girl was pink.
0: Yeah. And this one being called Piper, that's usually a girl's name as well. So yes. it kind of – and that's why I coded her female even though it doesn't actually matter you know, what gender but the bird is. But that's great
1: because you can look at it. Yep. Pipers are also a, actually a gender neutral name and you could look at it yeah, either yeah, way. And exactly. that's terrific. That's exactly. And, and it's not just like that I want them all to be free of gender. It's just that they've been so heavily gendered. Yeah, and Does so heavily. Sense? Yeah, and
0: so heavily, not just so heavily gendered, so heavily like about heterosexual relationships. Right. And these are like these are, these are kids' movies. Give kids a variety of things to look at. Like you can't give them the same thing every time. They, they Just need with
1: different a- yeah, with animals different, or objects or whatever. Exactly, they
0: need like more examples of stories and
1: people and animals and types. And, and that's and the same thing things. in the movie where you have all those mm. heterosexual couples with the fish that are like, yeah. you know. And, and yet again, here we have a nagging wife and a mm-hmm. or a nagging caring wife and a jokey yep. fun husband. And oh God. Yep. Um. And and it is really weird when there's not that in the main characters. No.
0: And it's funny because one of the biggest TV stereotypes of that jokey, fun husband, nagging wife thing is actually Ty Burrell, who plays the echolocation one. And he's not like that at all. He's actually quite um, neurotic.
1: Well, that's the thing the destiny and.
0: And yeah. And uh, he he tries. Yeah. And
1: Bailey, that's right. And
0: he's trying to help Destiny. Look how
1: big my head is. (laughs)
0: Yeah. He's trying to help Destiny with her, you know, eyesight. And yeah
1: but he, yeah he's not like that at all and i thought it was funny when she kept running into the walls there were there were some funny moments i don't know if there's any funny moments that are quite as quotable as the first one um but maybe we'll see in, as the in the coming weeks there were definitely some moments in the first one that have some great oh, quotables. I quote, like the shark be u a bit yeah
0: i i there are bits of finding nemo that i quote to this day like yeah. Um, fish are friends not food yeah uh, every time I feed the catfish I'm like <laughs> fish are friends not food I mean I've seen Finding Nemo dozens of times and it is my favorite Pixar movie like I love that movie and but it really sticks it's stuck it was culturally sticky Um, and I don't know that this will be I I watched it last night and I had to sit down this morning with a pen and paper to kind of write a couple of thoughts about it because I'm like, what am
1: I going to say?
0: I've, okay. nothing, nothing in it has stuck with me.
1: There were certain things that really did stick with me, but a lot of it I've forgotten because a lot of it is just, and then we're in another place and another place and another place. Yeah. I mean, maybe I something
0: did... like follow the shells or something could, you know.
1: Um, But there are other things. I like shells. Sand is squishy. Yeah, um, yeah, the, that kind of thing. But no, oh, that, yeah,
0: and he will be my squishy, and I will call him squishy. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like that. That's um, that's actually from um, so from Minions. I think the one we quote, uh, Despicable Me. Sorry, I think the oh, one right. we quote most often is well, no, wait, it's from both of them, and they both came out at a similar time or something. Oh, okay, I never um, no, no no don't. Oh no, what? she says it's so fluffy. That's right. Yeah, people say both of those things, and I always get and the she next bounces, stuff. Squish, squish, squish. Yeah, yeah that's right. I should, yeah. it'll be my squishy. Um. Oh, the other thing that really stuck with me just because it seemed really dumb to me was when uh, Nemo and Marlon flopped out of the um, tank across the streams into that yeah. pool across. And I'd be like, you guys are dead. You're well, dead. No, I, that was them taking risks. I was like, okay. I get that. But they're dead. They flopped from
0: high up onto oh, concrete ground. Oh, this is the same problem with the truck. A truck f- like driving around like that and then flipping full of fish, they would not survive. Even when um, when Hank
1: drops Dory into the big – yeah, we see the water all around yeah. her. She falls down with, with the yeah, water. Yeah, like, so you, I've seen fish survive things like that. It's the yeah. impact of. But well, humans
0: can't survive that. They're human. Like, if you jump off, like, the Commonwealth Avenue Bridge, there's a chance you won't survive that. Right. Like, it's, it's yeah, you, just because your home is water, yeah, the impact is yes,
1: exactly. not necessarily, yeah. Well, even also her getting up onto the bridge. <laughs>
0: Which, and then it's also more of a. Yeah, that's well, she right. gets caught by the little otter. Yeah, and it's again, it's a um, that's a problem of there are already a lack of stakes. Yeah, and so you could probably buy a little bit of death defying stuff if there really was some death at stake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that I think lack of stakes is the biggest issue yeah. that I had with this whole movie. It's just it yeah. doesn't feel like the first one. I think is so good because when you by the time you get that reunion, you have earned it. You've really yeah. earned it. And I didn't feel like the same thing with this one. Yeah. And I do feel like it would have been more effective if Marlon and Nemo, if she'd realized that Marlon and Nemo were her family without finding her parents. Mm. I think that would have been much more effective because that's the, that's the relationship we're invested in. Yeah. Um, that's the storyline we're invested in. And I think it would have just been so much more emotionally interesting if her parents had really been dead. A lot, of, lot more weight to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. A lot exactly. more emotional weight, yeah. I mean, that scene was really sweet. Mm. but after that, her parents are just kind of there and in the way. Yeah, and then you're like, how do we all hang out together now? What's yeah, do deal? we have to bring everybody with us? Apparently, we have to bring everybody with us. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the first one, they, they leave the other fish behind. Yeah. Like, they go back to the reef as they they bring Dory back, and yeah, that's it. that's right. And they leave the others
0: behind, and it's okay. Like, they had an adventure together, and now we all move, move on back to our own lives.
1: Yeah. I did like seeing that, like... All the fish in the class were the same fish because yeah. I remember that little pink one that like squirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and there is a quite an
0: effective use of um of Hank inking when one when a kid yeah, that pokes him. That was cool.
1: That was really funny. We all do it sometimes. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. But anyway, I,
0: when that calls back to the first one. Anyway,
1: do you want to give this a, a yeah? Rating?
0: I'm tossing up between three and three and a half. Three and a half because I loved. I I did have a lot of fun and I was like, oh my god, you're so cute. I'm seeing all my favorites again. But at the same time, like it's not. That brilliant a movie so um, well, I might stick with the three
1: yeah I don't know because I, I also it was so pretty I was so disappointed by the good dinosaur
0: yeah <laughs> but I feel like, like
1: what I'm doing is comparing this to the good dinosaur and compared to the good dinosaur it's brilliant oh yeah but I do feel like the, I, I feel like Pixar needs to go out and stretch themselves again and push into a really like like I inside out I felt like had a lot of problems but definitely was a lot more risky and a lot more interesting mm-hmm. than either of the movies that have come out so far this year. So I think I'm going to give it a 3 as well. Yeah. In a kind of Pixar try harder way. Yeah, that's right. No,
0: cuz it yeah. Cuz based on their record they should be pushing themselves more.
1: Yeah, they should be. And and I don't know what other um new projects they've got coming up, but I'm more excited about Moana than oh, yeah. other stuff, you know. Yeah. No, definitely.
0: Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to find our show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to read Katie's review of uh, Finding Dory, you can do that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, on Twitter at screen underscore queens, and on Tumblr, tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.